ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Oh, no! You were knocked out. I popped my headphones right before <laughs> you were in... Mama gonna knock you out. Oh, technical difficulties right from the get-go. It happens. Man, oh man. Well. Pull my headphones out of my head. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Apparently yeah. I've had too much of this whiskey already. I'm already I'm already bringing so <laughs> how are we doing tonight? I'm good. How y'all doing? We are doing fantastic. I love it. I already heard of y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> y'all. Come on. Y'all. Let's let's get introductions taken care of before we get this conversation going. Joined tonight by Jessica Dawn Willis and Mitch mm-hmm. Mitch McLeod. McLeod, right? Good job. Yes, nailed it. And Jessica is an actor, and mm-hmm. Mitch is director, writer, actor. And well, I guess I shouldn't. Oh, Jessica writer, does some right. Jessica does some writing and, and directing as well. Correct. At least some shorts early on. Yeah, yeah, I've done some shorts. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. McLeod like the old uh, the old show. Yeah, yeah, the old show, Highlander. Uh, you know, we get a lot of references over here. Uh, I watched it with my parents growing up. Oh, every, nice. Every Sunday, there was a different. So, yeah. Was this like a cop show or something? Yeah, he was on a, he was on a horse in the city. Oh, that makes sense. McLeod. I don't know. Who, who was the actor? Dennis Weaver. Oh, all right. Oh. It's not one I rem- remember. He's a lot older than me, so. <laughs> so, you guys are drinking straight whiskey tonight? We yeah, we, uh, you know, I couldn't decide between a scotch or a whiskey, so I went with a nice uh, Irish whiskey. <laughs> Tell them or do the choice. That yeah. is my that is my all time favorite. It is one of my go tos, absolutely. What are you guys drinking? Uh, pink old fashioned for some reason. <laughs> oh, yummy! Yeah, somebody <laughs> what, forgot what it pink. <laughs> Apparently, too many cherries. I don't you know. Forget the orange. Oh. Yum. I'm not the bartender, so completely I... forgot. I mixed it away. I'm like, why is it looked done? Yeah, sorry. So, all right. I went, went by memory. It didn't work. But uh, but we have Jack in there tonight. So, yeah. Jack Daniels, old old fashioned sweet, correct? Sour, sweet, sweet. Uh, Either way, whiskey. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, us. Cheers to you. Cheers guys. to you. How is you guys are in? Are you in Dallas? Yeah. How is how is Dallas, Texas these days? Um, how is Dallas, Texas these days? Uh, it's hot. It's cold. Um, <laughs> by, by the minute. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I don't uh, really know what it's going to be. I was just in Nashville a few weeks ago, and it's kind of the same thing. We went from a seventy degree day down to a thirty seven degree day. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So you both grew yeah, up in Texas? Course over here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Born raised. small town. Yes, sir. A... How about <laughs> you guys? Where was that? What what small town? Oh, uh, no, it's just a small town called. Uh, well, it depends on who you ask, because I kind of rode the line of oh. uh, Nevada, Texas, and and Copeville, Texas. But uh, Copeville, Texas, there's not much to it. But uh, we are famous for um uh raising uh tex watson um <laughs> who was uh name. charles manson's right hand man so that's what <laughs> that's what we're known for <laughs> over in copeville texas well right. we're oh, we're uh, yeah. we're up in wisconsin so we got ed gein and jeff Dahmer. so we uh that's oh, true. okay well yeah we yeah. uh we've got our own <laughs> yeah Finally got to hear my uh, hometown mentioned by name in a, in a Tarantino movie, but you know, unfortunately, it was in reference to 
you know, one of those cult murderers. So mm. uh, <laughs> that was fun. That was interesting. That was fun. <laughs> that was it was a great movie, great scene. So <laughs> it actually was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what brought obviously we um started with uh Jessica because you have association you were uh with Kindred or Aunt Adrian? No. I don't think so. No, I just I noticed she... Leon? No? No. Oh. I think you misunderstood. Maybe. Okay, I was like, I, I probably know a Leon somewhere. I'm not sure. If <laughs> no, the movie Kindred. I thought it was after we interviewed him that you started following our podcast. So our okay. Instagram page. Yeah, that's the Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, either way, yeah, we liked your. Okay. We started checking. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, hey, how did you guys? come across each other um as far as like lining this whole thing up well i had noticed that jessica started following our instagram page yeah and then i followed back yeah. and, and saw she was an actor and we had just done mm. we had just done an interview with this the adrian leon that we're talking about he directed a movie called kindred another um indie film and we uh, so we talked we mm. talked with him and a couple of the cast members so when I saw that she was an actor, I thought, well, let's, you know, introduce ourselves and see if she's interested in coming on, not knowing that you were also involved in the business as well. And then she mentioned, you know, that you both could come on. So that's great. So there's a bonus. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we've talked to a couple yeah. of uh, yeah. couple other filmmakers in, in Chicago um, that did, a, did a, another indie film that we talked to them as well. So we, uh, we like the indie film genre, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, a lot more like creativity, like more raw. People are so pat, like they have to be passionate to get it done, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love to hear the stories of just how you get the movies made. <laughs> so, what was the first one that you what you made, Mitch? Mm -hmm. Oh God, yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. What's that? So what was the first Sorry, one? Sorry, I think we're having a lag. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's oh, what um, sometimes confuses. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was right? just I was just asking what the first film you you had made. Oh, um, no, the first film I did was something uh, you know, back in the I guess 2012. Uh it's called Novella. And uh we we basically did that on a on a no budget thing, um, which, you know, as small of a budget as uh, silhouette was, it's definitely great in comparison uh, to what we had for that one. And um, yeah, that was just a fun little experiment I had uh, made it into a feature film. Uh, most people start off doing shorts. Uh, I just kind of wanted to sink or swim, jump head first into the water and yeah, it became this thing. Um, you know, people seem to enjoy it. And so I kept on doing it. But it was definitely uh, kind of my little personal film school. So I saw I saw on IMDb, the budget was listed as $500 for that. Is that is that correct? $500. And it all went to food. Like, uh, no, no, actually, uh, it was that less one, than that. Um, I think the, five, the $500 one, um, you know, was a short film I did called Birthday Girl. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So novella, yeah, novella I, I tried looking for. We had like, yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been released. I had some offers uh, for it. And again, you know, since it was something that I kind of just was experimenting with and kind of learned the ropes with, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't, you know, as pleased with it as I was some of the other things that I've done. Uh, so I, I didn't release it for the longest time. Uh, but eventually, uh, I just kind of felt like, you know, giving it another look, checking it out. And, you know, the actors did a great job. And there's a lot of good things, I think, about it. So uh, I decided to team up with the distributor and, and finally allow it to release. It hasn't released yet um okay. and you know but as soon as i have a date i'll be letting people know where they can see it awesome. okay yeah i saw awesome. it, you're talking about streaming it that i'm excited i see there's an influence of vincent price in there oh no no actually uh that I was, mean, one of the, that was yeah. in the description 
Yeah, there's there's a character uh, named uh, Vincent Price, um, but that was just kind of me as a you know 21 year old, 22 year old how I was when I set out to start making that film. Um, that was just uh, something that I wanted to flaunt, uh, I guess, my cinephile you know nature in front of everyone, and so I'd been watching you know a lot of Vincent Price movies. Uh, when I when I uh, started writing that script and so I just decided to to name a character about him but other than that uh, yeah there's there's nothing really about Vincent Price um, okay yeah, yeah. Well, it, it got my attention I'm a huge Vincent Price fan actually um and I thought now I really want to see it that, that he influenced it somehow but that's fine yeah <laughs> I I actually got the pleasure of meeting Vincent Price years ago when I was a child Oh. oh, fantastic. So he's, I, he's I remember cool. the Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it for me with Vincent Price, too, yeah. Wait, wasn't he in a Michael Jackson video or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Well, yeah, I'm excited to see it, but either way, because I love that, uh, those indie movies. So um, as a kid, you said you were into Vincent Price at that time but when you're younger what was an influence of yours for movie making or acting or anything um i don't know uh i i personally i i guess i liked acting a lot when i was a kid but i didn't really consider filmmaking until i was in my late teens um and that was a uh, mostly an inspiration from you know, filmmakers like david lynch and 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 darren aronofsky specifically um Mulholland Drive and Requiem for a Dream really kind of lit a fire under me um before that uh, I wrote things um but I, I don't know really think I ever really intended to do anything with them I think it was just some fun that I was having but uh yeah when I was a little kid I watched uh, uh Scream and Halloween uh and you know that definitely got me interested in you know at least telling stories uh however I plan on telling them I I don't really think I knew at the time. I think it was just kind of something that I did. Okay. And yeah. Jessica, do you have any early influences for acting? Oh gosh. Um that's a that's a hard one. Um I always loved, I mean frick. I, I, I mean, <laughs> right now I love Adam Driver. I mean, I love his rawness and his unpredictability. Yeah. Um, and I guess that. That would be somebody more who I would strive to be like. When did you like, first like say that you wanted to be an actor? <laughs> I don't know. It's just always something I wanted to do. I used to beg my parents to take me to auditions and my mom would kind of brush me off. And I'm like, well, look, look at me now, mom. Like, so, I'm doing it anyway, so. when did, when did you get your first part? <laughs> um, I didn't start until I guess I was in college. Okay. Um, and my theater teacher actually told us, you know, don't do this unless there's nothing else you can do that will make you happy. It was basically their advice. But I guess I, I've, you know, I stuck with it. So. <laughs> okay. Did you do any uh, acting classes during college or making uh, movies yeah. during college that uh, um, you had to do for class? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's anything that's out there right now. I mean, like I have some like horror films and things like that you can watch that are out there. I'm not sure if any of that is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were interviewing someone and I married mentioning this stuff and she was like, how would you know that? That's college stuff that nobody should see that, but they <laughs> to find it. So sometimes if you dig hard enough, you can find some pretty good stuff out there. You never know. Once it's on the internet, it's there for life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's very true. So, so you wrote and directed the, um, this starring, or star, staring back staring short back. that was inspired by the Brock Turner case. And, um, yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit about that, I guess, because, I mean, obviously the Brock Turner case was a huge thing and, and uh, um, angered a lot of people. Oh, it, it certainly did. Um, yeah. Well, uh, it's basically about a brother and sister that go and capture like a Brock Turner like figure that he played. And um, he actually spent like two days tied up to a chair being tortured. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw the trivia that you threw up once. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I threw up. And uh, the moment I did, I just I kind of looked at the guy who was running the camera. I'm like, please tell me that you caught that because <laughs> it's not right. going to happen again, not organically anyway. And he's just, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one. That was a it was dark. Yeah, uh, was like your really, chemistry was really good. Really like, crazy, you, guys. you know, a couple of days making that mm -hmm. one. And of course, all I had to do was really sit in a chair. So and get beat on, yeah, 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 get beat <laughs> on. Sure. <laughs> so what drove you to to want to write about that and and make that movie? Um. Well, there was a local competition, and um, I don't know. It it just came to my head like it was making me really angry at the time. So I just. A lot of the times these people don't get punished in real life, but I'm like, you can go and do whatever you want in fantasy, though. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. You could make it, uh, make the movie any way you want. Like yeah, Tarantino sure. does. He twists history a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Creative license. Yeah. Perfect. So um, when was the first time that you two worked together on a film then? Was it that? Was it the staring back? Um, when was the first time? I, I feel like um, we had known about each other uh, for a while uh, and we had like auditioned. It was the film that you produced. Yeah, we had auditioned across times. each yeah. other. Um, but I think the first time that we actually, yeah, stepped on set um, uh, with each other was for a film called Notice Tolens. Um, which was something that I was kind of helping a buddy of mine produce. He had written this awesome script and uh, this was kind of him, uh, you know, wetting his beak with directing for the first time. Um, and so I knew of her, um, you know, we, we were friends, we'd been hanging out and I knew that she was really talented. Um, and there was another guy um, uh, who I wanted to cast in it as well, who actually played uh, Vincent Price in, in novella um and uh yeah i think that was the, that, was, that was the first time that was the first i think because yeah, we had done that um and i think like two or three other shorts um before we actually ever did silhouette together okay um yeah but i guess silhouette was probably my first time directing her. directing her were, yeah. were you a, a a romantic item by that point Oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so how, how was it? <laughs> how was it taking direction from? <laughs> um, I mean, it was good. I mean, um, he wrote the character before we'd actually gotten together, sort of based on me. So it wasn't even, you know, it was just yeah. He wrote it for me, so it was nice, <laughs> perfect. So, do you see when you're writing these scripts? Do you see the person form the character, or you form a character and anybody could play them um i would say a little column a little column b um you know when you work on such a low budget it's, it's different when you're you know out there in the world and you've really taken off and you have the big budgets sure. that can allow you to hire you know basically you know whoever you want as long as they'll say yes um but working on such low budget things um you know like we have been doing yeah i mean there's um typically i hate auditioning i i i, I hate holding auditions uh, it's just something that i don't enjoy doing at all um and so yeah when i when i sat down and i you know first conceptualized the idea uh of silhouette i had kind of a, a very basic story in mind but I didn't really know who the characters were going to be uh, except for the husband and wife character, obviously. Um, uh, but I didn't really know who else. I didn't realize, I didn't know about the Dawn character that she played yet. Um, and I wasn't even sure that I was going to have the child character in there. I thought I might let her be a thing of the past, but um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to writing on the lower budget scales, like the indies that we'll do around here, I definitely at least try to, have somebody in mind uh for the role it just makes things easier for me uh because it's so much easier to know uh, an actor and know that this actor has talent and say uh, i want to write this role and i know that i want this person to do it 
um, because then I just, you know, I, I walk up to them and I just say, Hey, I wrote this for you. And I think you'll, <laughs> you'll nail it. And I know their ticks and I know their styles and I know it's going to make it work. Um, and so, yeah, like typically I try to, you know, incorporate, you know, who I know personally into a script and, you know, for instance, you know, again, before we were ever like really involved romantically or whatever, and we had just hung out a few times, I, you know, seen some stuff that she had been in and I'd seen her capabilities as an actor. And um, yeah, the way that we actually really started kind of hanging out together uh, was that, you know, I reached out to her and I, you know, told her that, you know, based on some stuff that I had seen, uh, I'd written this role or was writing this role, developing this role with her in mind. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of took off from there as, as it often does. I mean, first of all, that's, that's kind of a slick move to, it's you know, romantic. Hi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little ulterior yeah. motive there. I'm going to take no ulterior motives. Right? <laughs> I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I wrote a script for you. <laughs> I did notice looking at the cast, uh, of a lot of the movies that you you guys are both in that there's a there's a lot of carryover mm-hmm. um is there a good um filmmaking scene down in the dallas area where you like it's kind of the same group of people that are they're kind of working together on a lot of these things want to take that um some somewhat uh dallas is pretty clicky when it comes to that stuff ah. but uh, where we meet a lot of the actors um i i was at t-bell's actor studio for five years and the great thing about that is you get to see things that people are capable of in class every week where they may not normally get called in for that kind of role, but you get to see them like they can do it. And, you know, it's and, you know, you also develop that bond with people. So the moment you're on set, like, you know, each other, there's no weird like. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know who you can trust. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And just yeah. let them roll with it. Yeah. Well, there's like... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, kind of going back off of what you were saying earlier. So you, I have this person in mind to write the scene. They come in, kind of portray it a little different than you thought. Does that change the way you, the character goes maybe based on what they bring to it? Um, sometimes. Sometimes I would say so. But um, again, I think that, you know, when you get to know somebody uh, so well, um and, and see their style. Um, I think that it's very rare that you really are, you know, surprised by what they do. And of course, acting is, you know, such an involved craft, uh, and the actor has to go to such uh, places and lengths to, you know, portray this thing. And of course, yeah, someone's going to surprise you, uh, but usually it's in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, like I know what these people are capable of. So when you know, Jessica comes on or April and Silva comes on or Tom comes in and they just knock it out of the park. Uh, no, I'm not really shocked because, you know, I knew these guys were brilliant actors. Um, uh, you know, like the guy who, um, who played Vincent Price in novella, <laughs> uh, he was um, one of the earliest people that I, that I met, um, you know, doing this that I thought was just genuinely talented and we became, you know, good friends for a long time. And so when I sat down and I wrote that, you know, first script back in the day, uh, I don't, I don't want to take away from the actors being capable and doing great jobs because they did, and they're all talented actors. But that said, like I wrote this character, you know, specifically based on this particular guy's personality. Um, and so when he came in and was doing things that I had known him for two years to just do, uh, as it was, it was pretty much, you know, exactly what we all kind of came together and had in mind. So do you like to stick to the script of what you wrote or do you let your actors, um, improvise? Um, that's, that, that's again, little column A, little column B, um, you know, I, I, I like to stick to the plan if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know that when an actor is so good that they've just really um, dived into this role and um, their their portrayal of that role is so authentic, um, yeah, yeah, things can happen that that you didn't necessarily plan on, um, that you didn't necessarily, you know, think was going to happen. There's a scene in Silhouette uh, where the husband and wife character are having a conversation just on the couch and it was just supposed to be this kind of basic 
conversation where she kind of lays things on the line for mm-hmm. him. And he just uh, uh, um, broke into tears while we were doing it. And I wasn't really intending for that to happen. He had done it on a rehearsal. I thought it was just kind of a fluke. It wasn't something that I instructed. It wasn't something that I wrote. It wasn't something that I directed. But it just happened. And it enhanced it. It made it better. And so, yeah, I'm completely open to, you know, things that I didn't expect as long as they service, you know, what it is that we're doing. Okay. Well, let's let's touch on Silhouette. That was a uh, watch that. I watched the movie. It was, yeah, it was very it's good. Yeah, it's we, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so obviously you, you enjoy the horror genre or the freaky genre, <laughs> as I would say, because where do you, where do you get that inspiration or the storyline for that? Um, <laughs> and the opening scene was, was incredible. I got to say the opening and ending. I mean, that was really, really amazing. Thanks. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, he must've been in like a miserable marriage in, in his past <laughs> life or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, right. I, it's funny because before I, you know, I got married, obviously I'm married <laughs> now. I was completely, uh, anti-marriage and the concept okay. of marriage. Um, obviously, you know, one falls in love and things change. Um, and uh, i really enjoyed i really enjoyed being married but um you know beforehand just uh you know i don't want to throw anyone under the bus you know know, my family members uh you know listen to this sorry but like uh you know i i was just uh you know i was uh, a product of a single mother you know my my mother and father they uh they you know separated uh, when i was pretty young like four or five years old and um you know, not just in my own family, but in other people's uh, families and other people's lives, I had kind of noticed that two things happen. And oh, damn it, this is going to sound so, so needlessly bleak. And I don't want to come across this way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it seemed that either people <laughs> got divorced or they stayed together because they were convinced that it was the right thing to do, but they didn't seem happy about it you know and I um I I had never just really seen um very many married couples I would say that uh had been married for an extended period of time and uh and seemed just truly happy um mm-hmm. and I thought about that a lot and I think uh you know I do like the horror genre it's never something I imagine myself really getting into as much um, I'm more of a fan of the drama. Uh, I do think that adding a horror element lets you tell dramatic stories uh, in more interesting ways. But I think that's just what I was kind of thinking about a lot with this thing, which just uh, some things that I experienced, some things that I witnessed, and um, you know, turning that into a drama. And then, you know, I guess the horror, uh, the horror really just, just came later. Okay, so that throw that in there for. Then you can go any direction you want, actually. Yeah, you throw absolutely. a little horror in there. So okay. horror isn't supposed to necessarily be rooted in reality, you know. So it just gives you just so so much to work with, rather than just um, you know a very basic, uh, very by the numbers, very down to earth uh, drama film. I feel like you get to experiment a lot more. Yeah, uh, if you like, kind of mix the genres. I don't know. What? Well, he did it very well. It was very, just did very, very, very oh, she well. She helped. Yeah, she, uh, she, she, she made me uh, come to a lot of realizations about that script and that film that I think uh, I oh. may have struggled with without her benefit, without her helping. So. Okay, well, that's so, good. So, do you guys, do you guys, do any writing together then? Um, it's not like one of us will write something and then like we bounce it off of each sure. other to fine tune it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. although one day maybe we'll sit down maybe. and just like tackle a script like if we ever do together. a series or something like that yeah maybe. yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go there you go i uh in in silhouette i really enjoyed the scene that's that's very audio driven um just that creepy scene with the the audio just kind of in your ears and 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 uh and uh, i was wondering where the where that comes from because it kind of reminded me of like the uh like the opening for like american horror story and how the the audio just kind of drives the creepiness mm-hmm. to it 
Um, I guess I would have to know more specifically um, well, your, which scene you're your, referencing. Your audio in general was influenced a lot by like Lynch and the way that he uses audio. Okay. Yeah. I did want to touch on Lynch because he seems to be a big influence on you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what, what is it? not to jump away from your movies but so what what is your favorite david lynch movie um well she's i'm assuming I'm, gonna... I'm wearing a sailor and lula shirt right now oh nice <laughs> <laughs> um uh, that's that's hard to say you know um i think that that's not a fair question actually because yeah <laughs> i think if i was to pick what i think is technically David Lynch's best film. Okay. Uh, I would say uh, Lost Highway, um, which, like, I'm pretty much alone on that hill. Um, my favorite one, though, would probably be Mulholland Drive, um, okay. simply because of it, it literally changed my life. Uh, it made me want to do this. It made me start looking at things in a different way and it made me feel like my ideas could be accepted so uh i'm always gonna have an appreciation uh for that film okay sure my first uh and i did notice that um you'd had a poster of a race that had in uh well it was in uh arc oh yeah yeah uh every movie but i did notice in the background uh eraser head poster where the hell did you see Ark? It's um, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I, I saw you in an interview with somebody else, and you mentioned that it was available on YouTube. That's how I found it on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, I guess I'd forgotten that you could still find that film on YouTube. Yeah. It used to be available on Amazon, but uh, eh, I'm not going to get into all that drama. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> producer told me some licensing had you know been approved it hadn't been approved and so now oh. that learned no longer, a lesson about contracts that film no longer exists on, on <laughs> amazon anymore. but yeah i guess you can still find it on youtube that's right yeah you learn that quickly don't you the well yep, yep. the yeah. legal and the contracts you just want to make movies right and then the all this legal crap's got to be thrown in it's not my forte i'll tell you that much yeah all fun and games till the lawyers get involved so as far as yeah. uh, we keep jumping and that's kind of what we unfortunately do because you know we talk and spark something but i remember arc and um which of course is back it's not any of the horror in it it is more of a drama story um and i see you wrote it with the friend or, or he had the story um was any of that autobiographical of you or you or josh or i think probably a little bit for both of us uh you know i had uh read this i you know i had you know directed that same person in novella at one point and um uh we kind of had a falling out and then we made amends um and as we were making amends um he kind of presented me this story the script and uh i read it and thematically i really enjoyed it you know Mm -hmm. i i liked where it could go um but i didn't like the way that it existed in the form that it was being presented uh you know a lot of it was left up to um improv and i think if he'd had it his way um the whole thing would have been improv and you know it it just seemed a lot like uh like the script is just about a guy going around and having a lot of sex (laughs) and you know i I saw a story there's definitely an audience for that yeah there's truth there is yeah and uh (laughs) i saw a story there that i really enjoyed um and i said i would you know agree uh to come on and direct it um if i could rewrite the script uh, <laughs> and uh so i mean there was a collaboration i don't want to say there wasn't um but uh it, it, just, it just came down to being this thing where like i allowed some improv um to happen on set like uh any of the games uh, sure. or any of the scenes that had like the poker uh scenes going on in them um that was mostly improv with uh, an emphasis on we have to kind of, you know, get this in here. There's some bar scenes, uh, you know, where the friends are hanging right. out. 
and you know okay yeah we can allow it to improv but i wanted something uh because for this particular story i mean you just had to have some level of structure um and that's what was missing i thought from uh, you know the original bit and uh okay. yeah once we uh got into it it wasn't really my style because like you said it was more just like you know on the nose dramatic piece um but again i i i think that being an artist uh, means that you uh, experiment and you know you do things by trial and error and that that really did you know help me um, really just kind of focus in on you know my ability at directing drama at really working with actors because for a piece like that evoking those performances you have to you know really learn obviously how to work with actors so that was a great you know another just experimental bit you know for me that you know and we made that film for $2,000. So again, oh, wow. no, no money uh, was, was involved on that. When, you, when you're doing a film for that budget, does any, do any of the actors actually get paid? I mean, how, how do you? No. It's hard to put a price on it and say it was made for $2,000 because if you factor in like, you know, favors that were pulled in, I mean, right. the movie technically cost more, but we had $2,000 to spend on it uh and we basically got away with it because we had uh predominantly predominantly um theater actors uh who are looking for an opportunity to do more camera work sure uh, sure work in front of the camera so and some of them have gone on to do some pretty cool stuff yeah yeah too, yeah so we've yeah. got a couple of them who have yeah. you know really <laughs> gone on and you know found a lot of uh, found a lot of decent success and that's really awesome thought one of the one of the oh. actresses um, was a very big voice actress. Mm-hmm. I went on like to tons of voice actress things, so gave her a chance to be in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. She loved it. She was great. Uh, Chris okay. Castellino, uh, who led uh, my first film novella and who oh. uh, the husband in Ark. Uh, he's actually gone on to, um, um, you know, be a strong recurring character in uh, like an NBC medical drama. Oh, okay. Uh, New Amsterdam and. Uh, I'm sure I can't talk about it just yet, uh, so we'll keep it in a, an enigma. But uh, there's something else that he's going to have, you know, nice. coming uh, relatively soon uh, that I think is going to be uh, a really big thing, you know, for him. So, yeah, it's really cool. I'm really, uh, really happy to see where a lot of these guys are gone. Awesome, awesome, it's great. So, I say we go back to Silhouette because it, it still left a little lasting image on on me when I was uh, watching it. So. Um, Jessica, on that, uh, what did you feel? He wrote that part for you. Um, Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to get you in the movie. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm. Not, I have to talk to him about that. <laughs> no, it wasn't just to get her in the movie. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's teasing. <laughs> um yeah yeah we have a an upcoming project i'm not gonna say much i don't i'll let you because no, very little very but little. but okay. i'm really i'm really excited about my role in that um i've been preparing for it it's actually i'm going to be playing a, a witch character i can say that right oh, wow. like yeah. yeah but um yeah yeah and it's um it's another kind of horror drama as well um very intense which, yeah. which do you prefer acting it um horror dramas comedies um i love doing comedy but like a well-written comedy and that's just so hard to find you know <laughs> it's it's one of the hardest genres to write correctly i would imagine um, so i mean like I, drama and horror are also really fun like <laughs> you know, I, I did want to ask you about your short i couldn't find it willow but i really oh, want yeah. to watch that i want to see it oh yeah um so is is that a comedy or not? I'm just. Um, it's I, sort of a dark comedy. Okay. Um, it's definitely about a girl discovering herself. I guess. Like this. I don't know. What did she put on the description? Discovering herself in a bunny costume, or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like, a very unique project for sure. I was gonna say I saw on your on your reels on uh, you know yeah, your link I tree. I, I saw just there must it must have been scenes from that uh just basically oh, yeah. there was a little bit in there so i love that because yeah it was a period piece that they actually shot on film um so i got to wear the 60s right. costumes and makeup and they shot it on film so we had to rehearse 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 and then we only had one or two takes to nail it it's sure. not like 
shooting digital where you can like take 30 sort of thing you know <laughs> like it was an interesting experience yeah <laughs> It, it, do you know where I could see it? Because um, I don't right now. Okay, I, I looked. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. It just looked so interesting, and it yeah, it did promote on 16 millimeters, so I think that's cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah she won the award at the Louisiana Film Prize that year for the Shooting on Film Award. So <laughs> okay, yeah. nice. nice. <laughs> it looks great. So um, <laughs> see if I can find it. Oh, okay, because. I looked and I would love to watch it, uh, I, but the, the short films I see, you know, in quite a bit was, do you have a, I don't want to hate to use that word favorite, but I mean, one that just uh, really you're passionate about. I mean, I know there's, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's, I'm assuming there's some roles you take um, just to act, but there's others that you maybe take less money because you're passionate about. What is there one of them that is, you're super passionate about? Um, as far as that goes, um, actually, I, th I think I think Willow was maybe one of my favorite projects that I've gotten to work on just because um, I love the character. It was really well written and um, it was fun shooting on film and the, it was unique. And yeah. Nice. OK. I uh we I assume you watched Trunkfish as well. I did. And as long as we're you know. Oh God, you guys watched that. Okay. Absolutely. Oh no. <laughs> what do you mean? It was. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't do that. No, 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 because it's bad. It's just like, oh my God, just some of the stuff we did in that movie. Like, oh. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched it with I watched it with my with my lady friend, and there was some scenes in there. She was she was going, oh that poor woman. <laughs> it, it just looks so bored. <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's it's a it's a fantastic movie and i love the way that the main that the, the main character just unravels throughout the course of the movie yes and uh he does a good uh, job yeah, kyle is fantastic yeah, yeah. and uh so the, what what was it like having to shoot a scene a, a, a sexual scene with somebody who is supposed to be a high schooler is that awkward <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. I mean, the guy was not a high schooler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I mean, yeah, that was definitely probably the least fun thing to film. <laughs> yeah. I know everyone's talking about it's this. Show, term. Yeah, everyone's talking about this show Euphoria right now that's supposed to be based around all these high school kids having sex and how uncomfortable it is to watch it. And obviously, they're not high school kids, but it's still just this weird. Yeah, I don't thing, uh, you know, yeah, it's like, still weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty lucky. <laughs> Drama, but that took a turn. The, the movie kind of reminded me of American Beauty a little bit. A little bit, yeah. When uh, it was, yeah, there were definitely some of those influences, yeah. yeah. Which was fun to watch, yeah. That unraveling and the yeah. ending, the ending <laughs> just kind of stopped. Work, you know. Is he gonna get yeah, caught or not? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm just acting. It, you know, I'm not. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that's for sure yeah um, for sure. but you seem like you have a quite a, quite a few movies coming up um yeah yeah um we have a, a western in development uh, oh wow yankee rose the horror in development and then um so western with the horror uh no, no no western and a okay, okay gotcha yeah you've got a Thursday the 12th and Surviving the Cartel as well. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thursday the 12th, we're going to ask about because there's your comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, that that was fun to work on as well. And there was um, uh, a lady from Clerks in it too, so it was fun getting to meet her. Okay. I was going to say, being, being a big fan of the Friday the 13th series, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited for Thursday the 12th. It looks, that looks like a fun little horror movie, and, and that's the kind of stuff I enjoy, so. And I yeah, also, super I also saw raunchy. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. Just, just like a Friday the 13th. That's what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. I also saw the trailer for the movie, the God man. And that looks pretty, pretty intense oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, God. <laughs> I'm so spacey half the time. You guys are like, Oh yeah, I did do hey, that. You're doing this. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of uh, actors. I knew I got to work with on that really talented people so yeah <laughs> yeah the trailer looks really good looks like a good movie so we'll continue to yeah follow and look for his stuff um so what what silhouette i want a quick touch of that because it was rebranded renamed 
for the video release is that something that yeah um like so is that normal I, or it's, it's pretty common um it's it's not an uncommon thing to uh see an indie film be rebranded uh there is actually i don't know why i always come back to uh to this movie um because no one ever saw it um there's a it was it starred luke wilson and and norman reedus um but it was called preston tilk and it was a very dark uh thriller and i don't know like i i, I watched it god probably like well over a decade ago now but i really loved it but uh that was my first introduction into the way that you know this sometimes happens uh because it was originally called something i don't know stupid like bad seed uh oh. or whatever uh but it became okay. So, which was the uh, name of the Luke Wilson character. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not uncommon at all for it to happen. And um, whenever I get into this, you know, I, uh, I always have to, you know, first and foremost defend um, the producers uh, at the distribution company, ITN, uh, Stuart Allison and uh, Nicole Holland, because because uh, I don't want to when I when I come across in my rants uh, that I'll undoubtedly go on since you brought this topic up. Um, I, uh, you know, it's, it's easy for, you know, a quote unquote artist to, you know, get caught up in their work and caught up in their vision and, you know, damn anybody who, you know, tries to interfere with that. Um, and they told me uh, that this movie uh was was uh being considered uh to be renamed um a haunting in texas uh, for its physical release its dvd release and i just uh yeah it was really it was really sad for me okay. uh, because um you know what winds up happening uh because they do this a lot this particular distribution company i mean you know they try to coast off of things that have been successful so you know, whereas, you know, you have the Conjuring movies, you know, you might have an right. idea that's like the Conjuring of blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know that, you know, they were originally trying to uh, bounce the release of Silhouette off of uh, the third Conjuring movie. And then, of course, that wound up getting delayed because of COVID. Uh, so they just didn't wind up doing that. But um, yeah, um, they, they told me that, but uh, they asked me a lot of questions and they were very much aware that Silhouette um had you know become something that was you know relatively recognizable in its name you know we had done uh several festivals and won several awards uh with the name silhouette uh we had gotten you know 40 plus uh positive critics reviews on the film all of them of course referring to it um as a silhouette um a lot of attention on the film that people knew as silhouette so nicole and Stu at itn you know they're very very supportive of um of trying to you know you know keep it referred to as silhouette but ultimately the retailers uh just uh came to believe that uh i guess uh saying this in the politest way possible uh your average walmart uh you know shopper uh, uh browsing movies um want to be as drawn uh to some to, to a title like silhouette um as opposed to a haunting in texas uh which is fine and i agree um you know with that explanation i guess you can agree yeah, yeah. but the 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 downside of it the thing that i i actually found to be um um the most you know the devastating and, and you know the thing to worry about is that, you know, today's horror fans are just finicky, you know, and, you know, a lot of them like to complain about things. Um, you know, <laughs> they're it's, very it's passionate. Like, uh, we they're don't, very passionate. We, yeah, they're, they're very passionate. Yeah. And, you know, you've got the horror fans who like watch something like Hereditary or, or Midsummer or The Witch, which I think are brilliant. Um, and they're like, oh, this is just so slow. This is blah, blah, blah. And they hate on it for being a slow burn. But then, you know, more recently, uh, you have something uh, like Halloween uh, Kills uh, or the new uh, or even like the, the topic of the week, uh, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, 
And they're like, oh, yeah, well, the storytelling, the script wasn't that good. We don't like this movie, but the gore was great. And just, so it just seems like it's almost impossible to please. You can't. You but, can't uh, please everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. But what I was really no, no, no. concerned with is that, you know, <laughs> with, the, with the film called The Haunting in Texas, um, you know, being rebranded as A Haunting in Texas, and what the poster that was redesigned is, my concern, um, and I think it's actually kind of proven to be relatively true, was that this film was going to find its way uh, in front of um, uh, an audience member who isn't really interested in movies like The Witch or Hereditary or Midsummer, and is more interested in just, you know, uh, something basic and something straightforward and supernatural and maybe gory, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. And that's just not what this movie is. And so, you know, uh, my big fear was that people are going to pick up this movie expecting one thing, and then they're going to wind up accidentally, uh, you know, watching a slow burn drama. Right. Uh, that's just lightly infused with horror and then like, you know, wind up being disappointed. Um, and I, I, mean, I think I agree with you, you know, everything you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to say what actually happened. Um, uh, it, it seems, yeah, you know, people tend to enjoy it. So that's been cool. Um uh, either the people who in, the people who enjoy it, they really enjoy it, and uh, the people who don't enjoy it, they really don't enjoy it. But I think that can be said <laughs> for. Divisive, uh, yeah. I think that can be said yeah. for you know just about you know any any movie you know these sure. days. Everyone always wants to. Uh, yeah, it's either, call it's either the best one movie or it's ten. Like, there's nothing in between made. anymore. There's <laughs> never, like, there's never, yeah, there's never an in between. You know, it's either the best movie of all time or the worst yeah. movie of all time. And there's just no room for conversation elsewhere. Sure. Uh, like sometimes things are just okay, and that's yeah. fine. Like there's like it is an option. Like <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say sometimes when it's really popular with like the mainstream, that's what it is. It's just an okay movie. That's you know yeah. that got popular. Yeah, it's fine. It's just you know nothing that moves the meter. So well, yeah, so like yeah. to your point, I, you know the the name draws to that crowd for wanting a quick scare, but silhouette. I think it fits. I really do with the, you know, what she, what, what they're seeing in the closet and that it just kind of fits better. So I liked yeah. it, but I'm, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I'm thankful because, right. uh, you know, I'm thankful that it got to have some sort of release, uh, you know, with the title that it was originally given because, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm very happy that we got the film uh, to release in stores at retailers and to be on DVD um, because I'm a collector, you know, of hard copies myself. And I know that there's other collectors in the world who want to have a physical copy, but at the end of the day, you know, in 2022 uh, streaming is, you know, hands down the most popular way right. to view a film or a series. And so the fact that people can find it as silhouette when it comes to the most popular method of watching a film, I, I, I'm pretty grateful for that. Sure. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm a physical guy too. Yeah. We're, we're staring behind, like be, right behind us is a 3000 DVDs or however many. Oh, wow. He's so, <laughs> so beautiful. Awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm a little obsessive. Yeah. I'm a little obsessive. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but now I know if I see Texas or hunting in Texas, what it is. So, Yeah. So is it available as a hard copy with silhouette as the title? No, or is it? No, okay. no. Uh, the hard copies are only a haunting in Texas. Okay. Uh, looks like looks like this. There we uh, go. Yeah. So, All but right. you know, pretty cool. I like it. But, right. Uh, they did make a cool cover. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had to get over that artistic ego that you know, <laughs> my, my baby was being rebranded. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's a, it's a fine line. Like, is the is the goal to get it in front of as many eyes as you can, or is it you know like I don't know as a filmmaker where where does that line come in? Huh. That's a good question, you know, because I yeah. and it's it's something I wrestle with and she wrestles with and we talk well, about regularly. Th- there have been so many movies. Like, um, our favorite example of this probably is Funny People because I didn't like that movie when I first watched it in theaters, but he made me go rewatch it a couple years ago, and it's actually a good movie. But yeah. it was marketed so wrong. It was marketed right. that you go in and watch comedy. it, and you're like, "What is this?" But it actually is a good movie. 
if you want, if you just watch it without that. So. Well, sure. Right. And sometimes the trailers do these things disservice because, like you said, you go into the movie with the wrong, you're in the wrong mood for the movie, yeah. and it doesn't hit you right. And then you're like, well, it's terrible. But if you were, if you knew what you were going to see, you would think of it differently. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, the the film, Another Hill That I'll Die On on a regular basis, there was a film that came out a few years ago with uh, uh, Joel Edgerton and Christopher Abbott, and it was called uh, It Comes at Night. And I don't know if you guys have had an opportunity to watch it or not, but uh, pardon. <clears throat> um, to me, it was, you know, if not my favorite, then definitely my my second favorite film. Uh, that that was released in in 2017 um and it's such a brilliant brilliant film um okay. but it was marketed as a straightforward horror film okay uh, where this big terrifying uh thing or entity was kind of hinted at you know coming in and, and showing itself and it's not that at all it's really just a drama uh, centered around post-apocalyptic paranoia uh, okay. with some really heavy hitting scenes, but they are mostly dramatic. And I talked to a lot of people who just hate that film so much. And every time I hear them say something about it, they don't just hate it off of the fact that they thought it was a bad film. It always gets mentioned that the marketing presented it as this horror film when it's mm. not that thing um and most people who i've convinced and talked to about it and gotten them to go and give it you know a second chance knowing what it's actually going to be they usually wind up you know enjoying it and appreciating it more the second time but you know when you promise horror and then you have a bunch of you know die hard committed horror fans going to watch this and then you give them a drama of course they're going to hate it because right. it's just not what they're in the mood for that night absolutely I, I feel like i remember that movie uh not that i saw it but it coming out now that you say that I, the more you talk about it so i wrote it down i'm gonna check it out of course you are you'll you'll own it you'll own oh, it by tomorrow <laughs> kylo Riley. isn't that her name kylo Riley. uh riley keogh riley keogh I, yeah. I was totally wrong on her name elvis's granddaughter <laughs> isn't it <laughs> i wasn't yeah. even a little right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> so do you feel and i see that you produce a lot of movies beyond directing and writing them so is that um, when you're producing a movie, do you feel like, ah, I would have directed that differently? Or do you jump in? Or do you know your um, Is it hard for you to step back and just give suggestions? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, and yes. <laughs> um, typically, uh, you know, you know, calling me a producer is somewhat misleading, you know, at this, at the t basically from what I've done, because like, most of the time, it's just coming in and like, you know, taking friends of mine who uh, have shown talent in other places uh, that have worked with me and collaborated with me and just kind of helping them put something together. Um, and, you know, they're, they are talented. And, there's there's times where I have my input, but uh, usually I let them step back. Um, yeah. I'm only just now entering into the phase where I'm just looking for uh, people that I find have the talent uh, to do something, and you know, producing for them. So, you know, for instance, I have a, a kid right now. Um, I won't say much about it. It's very early um, in the developmental process, um, but he actually. Uh, when he was 21, he he wrote and directed this beautiful film uh, that I had a small role in. She had a small role in it, um, and you know, it just uh, it just came out so well, and it's so beautiful. And um, so I trust him, and uh, I'm I'm work I'm in the very early developmental stage of uh, helping him get his his next film, his second film produced. And I trust him. So okay. you know, I, I give him notes on the script and he tells me what he thinks and I tell him what I think. And uh, once that script is locked and we know what it's going to be, um, I, I'm really just going to kind of sit back and and let him do what he wants to do. Because I know how personally um, aggravated I would be if I had <laughs> you know, someone breathing down my back telling me how to make a film. Because I have had that. So sure. um if I'm going to produce for someone, I trust them. 
So step back and let them do their thing. And, you know, between her and uh, the other people that we're talking about, uh, you know, I know that he has the talent um, that goes in front of the camera, you know, to really carry something. I haven't read this script yet, but he just told me that I have to watch Black Swan a lot to prepare for it. So I'm pretty excited about <laughs> oh, it. It's like okay. really intense. <laughs> yeah. It's a good watch. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, can you mention is the movie you both were in that he directed? Uh, yeah, it was called um, Dancing with Myself. Um, and Perfect. I do that all the time. I think you can find it on YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just um, honestly, uh, there's there's three actors, like actors, actors in it. Uh, me being one of them, Jessica being another one. And then uh, Kim Foster, uh, who actually played the the ghostly woman in silhouette, is oh, in it. Okay. And um, other than that, the people who are in it really aren't actors. Uh, they're just people that this guy knew um, that he got to come and be in this film. And you know, with all that considered, they just they just do such an excellent excellent job. Uh, particularly the lead, Andrew Nev, um, just just ridiculously good and these aren't trained actors they're just uh people with an artistic spirit and i I think that having that artistic spirit is just really what matters the most absolutely so check it out yeah that's what i love you're right well i'm a movie buff so got a lot of them to watch now (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um so you can't is that what you're working on right now? The one you can't talk about? Or is there, obviously you probably there's, have many there's, things there's, going I've on. got my hands involved in a lot of things right now that I, that I can't talk about too much. Hopefully the one that, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've actually written and directed or written and will be directing uh, Yankee Rose. Uh, hopefully that's one that, you know, I can talk about in uh, greater detail, you know, very soon. We've made a lot of headway. We've talked to some really good actors um, about it and uh, it's going to be the first you know experience of mine uh you know to do something and have you know like a real uh budget involved Uh, and you know it's my it'll be my first time you know casting um you know named actors you know that people will just recognize off the bat um while also like you know majority filling it with you know local talents uh, her being one of them. There's a, a lot of other just amazing actors. Uh, April from here. Silhouette. April um, from Silhouette. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Again, you know what they can bring, so why not use them? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, shortly down the road, we'll uh, we'll have some more information on that. Um, we have a really, really great team of people who have done some really, really cool stuff uh, that I'm really excited about working with. Awesome. And Jessica, how about you? What are you got? Are you working on anything currently that you can, other than the, the ones that are we talked about that are coming up? Is there anything that you can? Seem like a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a lot. Um, I have, I don't know. I'm trying to only do things that I'm passionate about. So I have some projects I may or may not go on to. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, I know uh, Trunk Fish, you can watch on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. That's where I saw it. So that's still out yeah. there. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. It is. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a great movie. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I have trouble watching myself. So I'm, I'm oh, like I'm watching sure. it like this. Like, I don't even know like what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would, I, I would definitely recommend it. And, uh, yeah. and where, where is Silhouette available again? Uh, you can see Silhouette on uh, Amazon okay. and uh, yes. Tubi. It is on Tubi as well. And, uh, I think it's on Roku as well. I don't have Roku, so I don't really know. But that's might be on Shutter. Yeah, I can't uh, remember um, where I watched where I watched it from. That'd be that'd be that'd be a surprise to me. But hey, uh, okay. I don't actually own that film anymore. I sold the rights, so uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what they done with it. I'm gonna look on Shutter now though and see if I take a peek. I- I'm trying and, to think uh, if that's where I watched it, but you want a physical copy? I, I know uh, that it was uh, available in Walmart's uh, as a haunting in Texas uh, mm-hmm. for a while, uh, but I, I it was selling out a lot. So I know that you can definitely get a hard copy 
as a haunting in Texas on DVD at uh, Amazon. Uh, if you if you go through Amazon, okay. Uh, other than that, you know, yeah, I think there's some bootleg copies on YouTube, but don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that unless you have. Not to. like no, not like you just like told our... people where to go. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're cool, you won't. Um, I, I like the art. I didn't know where else to find it, well, but I wanted to see art. That's a lot of place you could find it now, so that's forgivable. That's yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So if I if I find myself a hard copy because I am a sucker for those um, of the haunting in Texas, will you sign it for me? I send it to you and send it back. Yes. Um. Actually, you know, I mean, really, you can just uh, message me your address, and I have a a few signed copies oh, uh, yeah. left we, over here. Yeah, we there have we uh, the whole the whole cast and crew sign them. So, yeah. There yeah. we go. See, we we started to add to our table. We 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 just recently <laughs> interviewed the woman who did the voice of. Royal B in the LOL movie. Oh, cool. okay. Which, which my daughter was thrilled about. So we, we made sure to add her to the table. So we'll we're building up. Yeah. We're, we're, let me know where to send it. Awesome. 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 And we um we'd like to send you some shirts. Yeah. That is so well. that'll, so good that'll work as well. I guess we'll exchange information when this is all said and done. Cool. Perfect. You guys any have anything else you want to promote before we Your Instagram? Yeah. I know we've been following know where... those. It's been yeah. fun to watch. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Mitch McLeod, Jessica Willis, you can find us both on Instagram, uh, Absentia Pictures on Facebook. Uh, that's the production company. And uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely encourage anyone to uh, follow any of us on any of those platforms because uh, we have a lot of, of really cool stuff coming up that I that I wish I could have gone into further detail on. Uh, sure. Well, but uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up that I'm really, really excited about um, that I that I can't wait to unleash on uh, the world. So it seems uh, like you're taking the next yeah. step, which is pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, I'd say so. So uh, yeah, if you want to follow us there, uh, please do. Uh, we have a lot going on, a lot coming up, and uh, it's, it's it's really exciting. What else can I say? Awesome. It is. Well, we love we love talking to you. So if you ever want to come back when this stuff gets going, you want to promote a little bit, we'd be thrilled oh, to have you back. Absolutely. So absolutely. absolutely, we'll put your link below in the yeah the you thing. Bet. So they'll be there for everybody. Awesome. Keep um, making yeah. movies. We appreciate it. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thank you guys, we appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> have a great Cheers. night. Thanks again. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.